Why don't you take a seat? Thank you. I'm Chris Hansen with NBC Dateline. <laughs> this is To Catch a Predator. Have you seen my show before? <laughs> no. no. It says here you were coming here today to meet up with an old man. <laughs> um, no, this is Paper Tuesdays. Welcome <laughs> to our podcast. Uh, he's Michael and Mark. Go on, Michael. A pleasure, Mark. Um, nice to be here to see you. Nice. Um, predators. Uh, that reminds me, there's a new fitness uh, gym opening on um, Temple Shannon Key, right in the heart of Enniscorthy. Mm. And it's called itself... Predator Fitness. fitness yeah. You saw this? Oh, no, well, I've heard they have one in Wexford Town, don't they? Did they? Yeah, I think so. I think they need predator. to change their name, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't think, if, uh, do I want to become a predator? No, thank you. That's where no. you go to train to be a predator. <laughs> it just yard. seems a little bit excessive. We could be warriors, we could be anything, but I don't think we need to be predators. predators. Yeah, well, maybe it's more of the animal kingdom predators, more ah. so than the online predators. Okay. I was watching a documentary last night about, uh, it had a cool name, uh, or... Oh, it started with sex, but I can't remember the rest of it. Sex, sex, talk, sex. <laughs> okay, anyway, moving on. There was this lad, these ones in America, and some guy called Seth Williams would add them on Facebook. They were all in the same high school, but they didn't know about it because obviously like, he was doing it individually to them. And Seth would, they, he'd be very very charming, ask some questions about themselves, and then he'd start asking for photos, and then he'd get nudes, and then... Or he'd ask for nudes and they'd say no, but he'd have already got their information. So he'd guess their Facebook password and be like, you can have your Facebook back if you send me pictures of your boobs. And then they were like, no. And he's like, I looked through your emails and I was able to get into your history and see photos you sent to your old boyfriends. And I'll post those on your Facebook if you don't send me pictures of your boobs. And he'd done this to like five women. They were all in the same high school. And they found out it was this lad that was all in their, he was in their class. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, I wish I knew the word for what he did. It was, like, very funny. But not funny, well, a little bit. The, word, the word is funny. Yeah. The actions weren't funny. Sure. But, yeah, that's how I spent my afternoon with my daughter when I was minor. <laughs> it was um, You've probably never watched as much television in your life. No, I haven't. It's been... Uh, no, I'm not never at home, really, so that's why oh, true. I'm working and playing GA a lot at the minute. So when I am home, I, I'm with Breed and uh, Nora. So I, it was at the start, I was watching Major League Baseball at four in the morning when she was screaming. But um, other than that, I have uh, prepared your life story today, Michael. Oh, uh, so wow. I've dug into the archives, just want to sit back and have a listen. I've written it all down here. Um, so Michael Dwyer was born on a rural farm in India, raising cattle. He yeah. did this till he was about six or seven years old when a special calf was born on the farm. The calf was limp, so it couldn't be used for the slaughter. But Michael's parents needed the money, so they said they needed to slaughter the animal. Michael, in the middle of the night, ran away with Tipsy. <laughs> Tipsy was the cow's name. And they went to Marrakesh. I don't know how they got there from India, but Michael seems to have found a boat. And a man who would paddle the boat, his name was Matty Behan. And Matty and Michael and Tipsy sailed to Marrakesh. But one night, Michael woke up in the middle of the night to find <laughs> Matty chewing on Tipsy's gammy leg. Michael and Matty then fell out and Matty took Tipsy to the slaughterhouse so he could feast on her bones. 
and he did that and Michael was very sad so he moved to Ireland and Podge and Circa adopted him and he lived a very full life and now he runs a podcast. A very full life indeed. A very full life. Thank you Mark, thank you. And how do you feel about that? Have you been in contact with Matty Behan since? Uh, no, no, I turn away from him when I see him on the street. So. I, instead I have a call, I have aligned myself, my forces with Damien. Uh, do you <laughs> Damien. know Damien? Uh, no. Damien the biker. Oh do you yes, David, I know David the biker. I David comes up to me at the Salabar and goes, I, I know I found you here. <laughs> and he keeps coming up to me and saying how, Louis Cullen, get him to stop cheating on bingo. <laughs> Debbie, Debbie knows that he's cheating on bingo. I know he's going to play with Louis if he keeps cheating on bingo. I know what he's doing, Louis. And uh, it's great. And then he has this interaction with my father where he goes, how are you, my friend? <laughs> <laughs> and I've witnessed this because he cycles by our home and we could be just in the kitchen and then the guy would go up and he go how are you my friend <laughs> and my father says that sometimes he'd be in mass and um, and Damien would come up beside him and goes it's great to see you my friend <laughs> they have such he's a brilliant he's one of the gases of glory so I'm so glad to number him with his friends but I'm just Telling you about Damien to um, to distract yourself from the awful tragedy when I was travelling to Marrakesh with Matty. Thank you very much. Yeah, we need to distract ourselves, really, don't we? Um, now, what is your father's relationship with Damien? Is Podge recipro does Podge reciprocate the excitement? Oh, absolutely. Does he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I do the same. I do really stern him on and saying, we need to cut it out with Louis. You know, I'm <laughs> just going to have to have words with him. And, but, and then some days I just wind down the window and say... No, he says you're telling lies. <laughs> he says he's bringing you to the guards. This sort of thing. You know? <laughs> and, <it's like laughs> and is this the online bingo that Louis was cheating in? I don't think Louis... I don't know if Louis has played bingo. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think he just made this story up. I, actually, I don't think Damien has ever played bingo with Louis or anything. So it's okay. just it's just a storyline. A story that, a story that he's... Does, does he believe in this story? Yeah. Put it this way, Mark, it's his version of Tipsy and Marrakesh oh, okay. and all that. He's just given the life of Louis Cullen and he's saying that Louis cheated on Bingo all his life and it's angering Debbie, whoever Debbie is. Maybe we should give more life to this story and just put it out there that Louis Cullen is cheating in Bingo. <laughs> and he needs to be stopped. <laughs> we are putting the call out. Yeah. Put an end to it, lads. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. some people will round it up and stop it, yeah. I have some matters arousing. arousing. Oh, no, I have a matter arousing. I have a matter arousing. Um, okay. Michael Dwyer has left half a bike in my garage <laughs> yes. for six months. <laughs> I don't know what to do with it. Mark, today I will take the bike. You will take the bike. <laughs> there we go. He's also taken all the photos off the wall. If you notice, Michael has claimed to have painted this room <laughs> and taken all of our household photos. I don't know what he's doing with them. Myself and Noel um, painted it yesterday there, yeah. <laughs> Noel, Ronan is not getting a look in here. The man who has actually painted the room. Ronan, do it for Come you. On, the handyman, look him up. His number's on the side of his van if you want to find him. Very good. Okay, Michael, but you're... My show, us your arous show us your arousal. <laughs> um, first of all, I owe a major apology to Colin Moore. So, okay. Mark, you actually had a baby. Well, Breed had the baby. But yeah. anyway, while we had it, we had a guest presenter. His name was James Foley. He took over the podcast for two weeks. Nice yes. fella. Good yes. fella. And um, he asked me who the worst dancer was that I knew. Mm. And I said, I blurted out Connor Moore. <laughs> 
Connor has taken umbrage with this and yeah. he thinks that it was unfair statement. <laughs> he gave me evidence that he is uh, a runner running a dance school like with that, the sticks and clicks. This is true. This is accurate. Yes. He has salsa experience, which is true. I do not know what my source was for this. <laughs> I, I think, think it was. This is the same as when I asked you who was in the cafe when you were wearing a dress and you just said nothing more. And it just it just came into your head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is bad. You should never go on trial for anything. It's true. <laughs> it's just someone will be in your head and be like, yep, yeah, it was him, Mr. Marshall. <laughs> How did you pass the leave insert? <laughs> who founded America? <laughs> Sean Stafford. Stafford. <laughs> he went over with the bakery then. Um, Sean Stafford. Uh, speaking of America, I had a dream last night that Joe Biden was. I met Joe Biden. Yeah. Okay. I was just standing on the side of the road and there were loads of people and everyone was excited. And out of nowhere, Joe Biden comes up and he blurted out a few words and they didn't make sense. <laughs> and he was and he was just kind of doing some shaky shit like this. And then he just <laughs> turned and walked away. And then I heard someone say. He was great, wasn't he? He spoke really well. <laughs> that um, is politics, isn't it? <laughs> that is politics to me. <laughs> Sleepy Joe. Sleepy fell off a bike. Joe. Fell off a bike. Sleepy yeah. Joe fell off a bike. I told Breed this and she was like, shut up, that didn't happen. And then I tried to explain it to her. I was like, no, he did. He's like, shut up. Just time making it all up. I wouldn't let me show her the video. I was like, I don't have time for this, Mark. I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> and did she see that she see me jump at all? No, she wouldn't. Was having none of it. Oh, she's never seen this video. Oh my gosh! Oh my no. So if you're listening, breathe. breathe. Sleepy Joe did fall off a bike. No, no, no. That's you told. Yeah. <laughs> Remember when you went around school for three years saying that's you told Alan. <laughs> that, uh, Alan, Alan. Alan. If he was known as that's Alan. That's you, Alan. That's over. you told Alan. <laughs> I can't remember. That was over something in Tech Graph. I think he got a question wrong <laughs> and the teacher corrected him. And I said, that's you told Alan. And then I just kept saying it's it. So I didn't say it to everyone, though. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't just say it to Alan. Yeah. They probably made him what he was, though. Very, like he's, I don't know, a high flyer anyway. He's a high, very, high very intelligent man. man. Yeah. Yes. The great Gatsby. The great Halvey. The great Halvey, yes. I like it. In other matters, oh, oh, I left my phone. Oh, no, I didn't. Oh. Okay. Uh, uh, Instagram comments. So, you know the way oh. we love Claire's mindset? We do. Well, I came across a post yesterday and I was like, that's so Ireland. That's just so, that's so Instagram. So, there's this Dermot Whelan. He's a Today FM presenter. Teacher, yes. And meditation teacher, yes. Mm. So, he put up a, a video just face to camera just last night at nine o'clock. His Aer Lingus flight to Italy was cancelled. And he, he'd say, yeah, so meditation. And he was like, this is really, really annoying. Yeah. So anyway, there were loads of comments and there were loads of sympathetic comments like, feck it, that's so annoying to say the least. Hopefully you get going tomorrow, fingers crossed, fingers crossed. This is from like a woman who definitely does not know him at all. <laughs> but he's just a big fan. And that's lovely. I like, I like that heart, heartening quality. Another one, oh my God, that's heartbreaking. Then another one, Donald Kelleher, what a load of bollocks. <laughs> Donald's feeling Derbert's pain. And then we've one more here, and Robbie Doyle, fair play to you, Robbie. Buy a big cheap car and drive be fucked. Half the fun is getting there. So he's given no sympathy. He's just saying, no, the only logical conclusion now to missing this flight is to buy a car, go off and drive continental Europe and meet your brother in Italy. So that's Instagram comments. That's the comment section, and that's why you don't want to get caught down there, Mark. Yeah, it, people just don't get it at all, do they? Like, there was someone posted in Claire's Buy and Sell, a dog went missing, or they, someone found a dog in Carnu, and it was like, urgent, oh. please, I've given a dog water, we're looking for its owner. <laughs> and someone commented, is like, 
Oh, that's a lovely dog. Its owner is definitely missing that. Like, fuck off. We're trying to find the owner. Like, I'd say it's that person got over. Oh, someone has commented on my post that we have the owner now. I don't have to wait with this dog anymore. Um, but, yeah. right. right. I have found something on... Um, I came by it on Reddit, right? Okay. So, there was a... Um, there is a subreddit that came up on my feed called Sad Cringe. And Sad Cringe is like people posting stuff and it make you feel bad, sorry for whatever, on the subreddit. On, online they'll post something and it's kind of cringy. There was a lad posted that someone he followed had 40,000 followers. And he was posting selfies and photos. And he had all these women commented on the photos saying how gorgeous he was and how uh, any girl would be lucky to have him. And like he'd be posting photos about how his dates aren't going well. And they'd be like, oh, I wish you'd bring me on a date. And it's like this one with a massive arse and her tits out. And um, all the comments were written the same phonetically. So they were written oh. in the same way that his caption was written oh. in long-winded, nonsensical shite. Mm. and all like seven or eight women commented on all these things and he had 40,000 followers and uh, I came across it if you want will I give away his name or will I leave it this is him anyway okay so I don't have I don't have photos of the comments but um, yeah that kind of made me a bit sad uh, right. so that's just kind of on that Instagram lifestyle there uh, and was that an Instagram or Facebook that was Instagram Right. That was Instagram. He was doing that. So he yeah. was trying to do the catfish thing, but... He was doing it to himself. Mm. I have no idea why. And I, I spent way too long on this man's page. I read all the comments and I went into like photos of him to see if there was more. Uh, he was tagged in a photo with his dad. His dad also has Instagram and has commented on his photos. Okay. So his dad is probably seeing all these women commenting on his photos and he's probably telling mm. his dad, these are all these girls that are... Oh. Uh, follow me online yeah. you look very sad Michael this is funny it's funny this is hilarious yeah this man <laughs> I don't know it should be funny other normal people should find it funny and just be able to laugh about it and forget about it but, you're too, yeah. caring. too caring too caring you are too caring. Um, coincidences Mark yeah would you like to do oh sorry have you other uh, no no more I was just checking to see if I did have any but I don't Mark. Yes. Coincidences. Okay. That is my mystery topic for today. What have, have, can you think of any major coincidences that have struck you in your lifetime? I had one this week. Oh. oh I'm just wishing Gavin Stamp a happy birthday. Oh, good idea. Uh, it's happy Gavin's birthday, birthday, Gavin. Yeah, Our executive birthday. producer, longtime fan. Long time. And yeah. he's swimming in somewhere in the sea this week. He is, yeah. He's putting um, the the classic white girl Instagram songs in the background as well. It feels like somewhere yeah. it's jumping off a boat into the sea. Yeah. Like he's on the boat with Dan Bilzerian. And he's like one of his women. We spoke yeah. about Dan, you don't follow Dan. Oh yes, and you described I Dan. described his life. Yeah. Uh, coincidence I had, Breed had a dream last week that I was being attacked by a gang and okay. they were coming after us. And I had a dream last night that I was being attacked by a gang and they were coming oh. after us. In I was in Courthouse Swimming Pool. Oh my gosh. I also had a dream I was drink driving the other night. Okay. I was drink driving up past BET and I was going really fast and I forgot how to slow down and two cars came by really fast and I was like, I'm going to have to do something to slow down here. And I was like, if I just drove into the ditch, the car would stop. So I was like, okay, I'll drive into the ditch. And then as soon as I hit the ditch, I was like, oh no, this is how I die. And then I woke up. Oh my gosh. Okay, right. Okay, let's pick up the um, boys. <laughs> I, I, wanted to, I wanted to explore that 
but I don't know if we're going to get a chance. Uh, what was the anti-flow drink driving? I couldn't find it. I'm just looking at dream meanings. Oh, so we, I looked up the drink chase. driving. Oh, okay. It means that um, there are certain aspects of your life that are out of your control. Oh, okay. which is very true. I can't get the baby to stop crying at one in the morning. Yeah. yeah. Well, I can, but she starts again after I stop listening to the Lion King and walking circles around the kitchen. That's okay. what calms her down. Okay. And boobs, boobs calm her down as well. Boobs calm. Yeah, me too. The <laughs> <laughs> coincidence is Michael. Tell me. Yeah. Show me what's in so your So both. Wow. Yeah. What's in my arousal? <laughs> <laughs> well, Jung was big into it. He labelled the universal synchronicities, and a synchronicity was an a-causal connection. Yes. And one example where. Rob Coffey, who we follow, he's a Jungian therapist and he's good mates with Darius Short and they're big into psychedelics and mushrooms. Mm, yes, 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 yes. Yes, yes, yes. So he told a story recently where a man was walking with him in the forest and he's just kind of, yes, listening to him, go on, tell more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bit of Joe Duffy. Yeah. And he was saying how he'd fallen in love with this woman in America 25 years ago and they'd never spoken since. Or, and just saying that that was the first time he felt something or whatever. And then they went back on at the end of their walk and they were on the bus and your man's face was white it was pure white and he said what's up he had just got a call from the woman in america she had found his number and was just like hey what's up so, oh my god yeah and what happened then i, I don't know actually <laughs> <laughs> it escalated like you didn't bother ringing me now and 25 years later and then he hung up <laughs> you know, yeah. i told her yeah <laughs> yeah so um in 1989, two mathematicians surprising, described uh, coincidence as a surprising concurrence of events perceived as meaningfully related with apparent causal connection. Mm. So I think coincidence have a lot of personal power. That like, obviously there's a few factors here, but I think personal power is a big thing because mm. your, your gang thing, that means a lot more to you than it does to any coincidence that I've experienced because we feel we felt that we witnessed that we like you Bree told you that and you mm. remember Bree hearing that and then you experienced that and you were mm. like oh my gosh mm. and it's the, that fact that we that the the individual mm. has that experience that is that makes them that makes them beautiful I think mm. do you understand do you find that interesting or do you agree or what do you think yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's more me and breed though, isn't it? Like, so that's our shared experience is that I'm going to be attacked by a gang. But uh, is it would that be the same as deja vu? I don't know actually. Or that's a good question. Yeah, <clears throat> a strange coincidence uh, that happened is Nora's name. Nora is Nora Bridget. Uh, Nora after my auntie and my grandmother. And Noah Bridget after her mom, my mom, and Breed's granny. So her great grandmother. But Nora is also named after my auntie Nora. And her name was Nora Bridget Halpin, which is the exact same name. But it wasn't planned. It just ended up that way, which is very interesting. Yeah. I find that, yeah, and it is very interesting. There's, um, in my family, there's, we've uncovered distant cousins through ancestry. Yeah. And it's com. amazing. Ancestry.com, yes. Yeah. And um, it's amazing how names, um, people who were adopted, mm. their families have names that are like rather similar, similar. names to us. Wow. 
That's very interesting. But yet, but yet I've said that to my aunt and she's like, well, sure, they didn't know, like, because, but sure, it's just a name, like, you know, so you can't, it's all about how much you read into things as well, isn't it? But like, I think Nora Bridget is obviously a closer example of that. Yeah. She has, a, a, Nora has a lot of re, um, relations and people around her name, Michael. So Michael is her godfather. Michael is her grandfather. Michael is her uncle. Michal is her uncle. Michael is her great grandfather. Michael is her great uncle. There might be one more, I think. So that's seven Michaels. Yeah. Around her. That's a lot. That's a lot, Mickey. You just have to keep distance, you know. You're just going to have to say, let's back off, you know. Mm. Back off instant. Yeah. Back My off. mystery topic for today. Mm. I don't know if I spoke about this on the podcast before, but it's rabies. Oh, I don't I think I spoke about rabies on the remember podcast. remember that. Oh, oh, I've got a good one. Right. So this is, I am going to have to read a story here. So just stay with me. This is from somebody who works in vaccinations talking about rabies. Right. So the title of this is Rabies is Scary. Rabies. It's exceptionally common, but people just don't run into animals that carry it often. Skunks especially, and bats. Let me paint you a picture. You go camping, and at midday you decide to take a nap in a nice little hammock. While sleeping, a tiny brown, bar- brown bat in the rage stages of infection is fidgeting in broad daylight, uncomfortable and thirsty, due to hydrophobia, and you snort, startling him. He is- goes into attack mode, except you're asleep, and he's little brown bat and weighs around six grams. You don't even feel him land on your bare knee and he starts to bite. His teeth are tiny, hardly enough to even break the skin, but he does manage to give you the equivalent of a tiny scrape that goes completely unnoticed. Rabies does not travel in your blood. In fact, a blood test won't even tell you that you've got it. Antibody tests may be done, but they are useless if you've ever been vaccinated. You wake up, none the wiser. You notice, if you notice anything at this bite site at all, you assume you just likely scraped it on something. But the bomb has been lit and your nervous system is the wick. The rabies will multiply along your nervous system, doing virtually no damage and completely undetectable. You've literally no symptoms. It may be four days, it may be a year, but the camping trip is most likely forgotten. Then one day your back starts to ache or maybe you get a slight headache. At this point, you're already dead. There is no cure. The sole caveat to this is the Milwaukee protocol, which leaves most patients dead anyway and survivors mentally disabled, which is seldom done. There is no treatment, it has a 100% kill rate. Absorb that. Not a single other virus on this planet has a 100% kill rate. Only rabies. And once you're symptomatic, it's over. You're dead. So what does that look like? Your headache turns into a fever and a general feeling of being unwell. You're fidgety, uncomfortable and scared. As the virus that has taken its time to get into your brain finds a vast network of nerve endings, it begins to rapidly reproduce, starting at the base of your brain where your pons is located. This is the start of the brain. This is the part of the brain that controls communication between the rest of the brain and the body, as well as sleep cycles. Next, you become anxious. You think you have only a mild fever, but suddenly you find yourself becoming scared, even horrified, and it doesn't occur to you that you don't know why. This is because rabies is chewing up your amygdala. As your cerebellum becomes hot with the virus, you begin to lose muscle coordination and balance. You think that maybe it's a good idea to go to the doctor now, but assuming a doctor is smart enough to even run the tests necessary in the next few days you have left on the planet, odds are they'll only be able to tell your loved ones what you died of later. You're twitchy, shaking and scared. 
you have the normal fear of not knowing what's going on, but with the virus really fucking the amygdala, this is amplified a hundredfold. It's around this time the hydrophobia starts. You're horribly thirsty, you just want water, but you can't drink. Every time you do, your throat clamps shut and you vomit. This has become a legitimate act of fear of water. You're thirsty, but looking at a glass of water makes you want to gag and shy back in fear. The contradiction is hard for your hot brain to see at this point. By now, the doctors will have put you on IVs to keep you hydrated, but even that's futile. You were dead the second you had a headache. You begin hearing things, or not hearing at all, as your thalamus starts going. You taste sounds, you see smells, everything starts to feel like the most horrified, horrifying acid trip anyone has ever been on. With your hippocampus long under attack, you're having trouble remembering things, especially family. You're alone, hallucinating, thirsty, confused, and absolutely undeniably terrified. Everything scares the literal, sh literal shit out of you at this point. These strange people in lab coats, these strange people standing around your bed crying, who keep trying to get you to drink something and crying. And it's only that, and it's only been about one week since that little headache that you've completely forgotten. Time means nothing to you anymore. Funny enough, you now know how the bat bit, felt when he bit you. Eventually you slip into the dumb rabies phase. <clears throat> your brain has started the process of shutting down. Too much of it has turned to liquid virus. Your face droops, you drool. You're all but unaware of what's going on around you. A sudden noise, noise or light might startle you, but for the most part, it's all you can do <clears throat> to just stare at the ground. You haven't really slept for about 72 hours. Then you die, always you die. And there's not one thing anyone can do for you. Then there's the question of what to do with your corpse. I mean, sure, burying it is the right thing to do, but the virus can survive in a corpse for years. You could literally kill every rabid animal on the planet today, and if two years from now, some moist, preserved, rotten hunk of used-to-be brains gets eaten by an animal, it starts all over. That's the story of rabies. Wow, I did not know That's it was mental, isn't it? That's crazy. So, so that then led me to like look a bit more into rabies. Uh, Ireland has no rabies. No, Good to know. no rabies in Ireland. Good to work. We're safe, guys. Yeah. Uh, America does have a small amount of rabies, but the last rabid dog in America died seven years ago. Okay, so it spreads in animals, but it has affected people. Is that it? Can get if uh, a human is bit by a rabid animal, an animal with rabies, they contract it. So like a bat or a skunk or something. Um, dogs can get it as well. There's videos on YouTube of dogs with rabies. Um, 59,000 people die every year globally from rabies. Yeah. Yeah. 30,000 of those are in Asia. And of that, 20,000 are in India. Oh my God. So it's most prevalent in India. Right. Has Bill Gates tried to work on this? <laughs> no, Ali. He's no interest in microchipping people with rabies. All oh, right. Should they already have microchips from the vaccine? Oh yes, what's true. The, what's true. the point? Yeah. But did you see what he did with uh, AIDS in Africa? He gave it to him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Back to Queen. We've been paper The Bill Gates documentary shows how he um, he they he wanted to end AIDS in Africa. Okay. But it didn't work out because they just threw money at it and. It's a very complex process where they actually need to socially engage with people that aren't vaccinated against AIDS or maybe have AIDS in these um, African parts, remote Africa. So it hasn't been overall successful, but it's definitely, it was an area of speciality for him before COVID was hot. So. Okay. Mm. 
There you go. So, finally done his job with that, didn't he? With uh, COVID, and now it's all gone. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Something about Roe v. Wade, Michael. Let's let's discuss that. So, isn't it great? Uh, no, I think we'll just bypass it, will we? I don't know. That's a, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to comment on it. No. Um, I was the same, but like I used to be a very, I had very passionately held views, but I now I'm just like, it's just. I don't know, so I'm not going to say. I read, oh, sorry, read something. Aubrey Marcus put up a post, and I was mm. surprised because it was fairly similar to where I'd stand. And he was, yeah, he was kind of saying that another another thing has happened here, mm. and let's not make the th- let the thing create divisions. Yeah, I seen that post. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but well, like he was comparing how, like you know, COVID and was all vaccine mandates and mask mandates, and now this is another political issue that has that he's saying let's not let it divide people. Yeah, I don't know. I read something today in uh, the Daily Stoic Ryan Holiday's book, and it was actually fairly fitting for like the way the news is at the minute. It's like um, you can someone can have very regular conversations you have with people are like did you see do you see what's happening in the ukraine or do you see what's happening here and you go yes isn't it awful and then you both feel bad and like what good is that mm-hmm. you're not actually helping those people over there and you're making yourselves feel worse and feel more mm-hmm. negative what positivity how is that helping anything yeah. if you are going to do something about it great go and do something but if you're just going to have general sympathy for someone who's not going to be able to even receive it what is the point don't let yourself feel bad mm. over the news, over things that are going on. Do your best with what you can with your own life. Mm. And stop worrying about something that you're not going to even try to impact by feeling bad about it. Mm. So it's very apt. You're very apt from the Daily Star. Um, it also reminds me of when um, there was some American preacher or something, and there was a whole stadium gathered, and the news came in that Kobe Bryant had died in the helicopter crash. Yeah. And the shrieks and the awes in the audience, obviously, with the devastating news. And he instantly said, right, let's now start, come together and think for the family and pray for the family. And it was that change of the energy direction instead of at the awfulness and the horror and thinking, as you say, about that sympathy to think of those that are actually devastated by it. I'm going to pray to become a millionaire. Yeah, why not? Has that worked? That has worked has for worked? the priests who, um, do you ever see the really rich priests in America? They're like, you need to donate. Whoever donates the most gets into heaven the fastest. Oh. Uh, that is a quite a good <laughs> business model. That is very good business model because people are going to be like, right, well, I'm only going to be on earth for 70 years and I have all this money. Now I can buy my way into the afterlife by giving it to this prick in the alligator shoes. So I'm just going to give him all the money and then I'll go to heaven because I'm going to die in five years anyway. But this guy has the keys and he'll yeah. let me in. So if you can just like speak powerfully enough, you're like, we need, you don't need that money. I need that money. And you, I will grant you salvation into heaven. Like, Amen. Amen. Amen, brother. <laughs> Fucking arseholes. like <laughs> <laughs> Chicken from Louisville there, I was there. I say, I say. Yeah. Foghorn leghorn. Foghorn leghorn. That's what they look like as well. They're just these big fucking, and they have the neckties now. They're like, I say more. Yeah. Speaking of which, um, have you seen uh, Our Father on Netflix? Yes, I have. Yeah. Yeah. Do you watch it all, yeah? Ash and I watched it there during the week. 
Good plan. Good plan. Good business yeah. model. Why not? He doesn't have to look after him. His yeah. He keeps his take out the right? unit and go to Prince Park. Why not? Fuck it. Watch <laughs> the new one. The new one. Eat, love, pray. No, nice. eat, pray, keep sweet. Pray and obey. Pray and obey. Yeah, pray and keep sweet. Or something, something like that. Like so. Uh, these uh, really fucking intense FLDA, FLDS. FLDS. Yeah, uh, they're um, more really intense Mormons and. Uh, What's the polyamory or what's the polyamory? Polyamory oh, big right. and lads can have fucking the main lad in a kind of assembly wise there, but he was on the run from the police for um, facilitating underage marriages and being a dater. Yeah, oh. it was underage. It was human trafficking. Like yeah. he was like trading wives. He's like, you have this wife and you can mm. have this wife, and the more wives you have, the more uh, transcendental your existence will be. And like you will get to the highest part of heaven, the more wives and the more children you have. And he was the man who was arranging all this. So you, he was like the prophet. And so you had to obey the prophet and the prophet would give you more wives and he'd move wives around. And like he started doing like dealing underage wives and they were like oh. 14 and all. He's in prison now, but they still, they still have, he still has thousands and thousands in believing him. Like he, he has like people come, come in take notes of what he's saying, like deliver these messages from God, like and wow. telling people how to live and everything like that. Like every day he still has massive following even though like he's been convicted in court. Like these people are severely oppressed, like they believe they were like drilled into him since a very young age that like this man is a prophet, like he is God God's representative on earth, like and he oh, everything he says is coming from God and yeah. if anyone from the outside tries to talk come in and talk to him, help him like they don't want to hear, they don't acknowledge people from the outside. And people do get kicked out. So obviously all the young girls are being um, being given to older men, like and all these older men have fucking twenty, thirty wives and everything. So young men around seventeen, eighteen are being kicked out constantly because they've no need from they they need more women than men. So like these lads have nothing. And they are used as free labor as well. So they have their construction companies, so the construction companies pay this group to go and build these places because these guys have worked for nothing throughout and like they're so cheap but all the money goes to the church wow so like they just all, all this rapid building and everything in america warren jeffs was warren the man's name that's, okay. that's the prophet's name his father was the leader first and then his father died and then he was like my father is speaking to me from the dead and he's telling me to be the prophet so yeah that's what happened i think i will be the prophet now and we'll go for oh. a little bit of cold reading yeah shall we <laughs> okay so i'd like the two of you to come up with a question that you know okay. I won't know the answer to. Okay, right. And then I will know the answer. What? By reading you. And it can be I'll anything. I'll be able to tell anything. Anything. You just come up with a question that you too know the answer to. You can Google the answer, but I will know the answer by reading you. Okay. Are you ready? This will be impressive. Lots of happy birthdays coming in for Mr. Gavin Stamp. Oh, good, good, good. Right? right. So work away. Call me when you're ready. Okay. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it does. <laughs> Lots of today's of... Um, of when you catch the the pissing on the on the microphone when you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a question. Uh, okay. Well, he has no zero interest in politics, and a, a name could be difficult. Yeah. So. Date. 
A date, maybe, yeah. So, what about Sean Lamas? Like, when. Well, Sean Lamas died on May 11th, 1971. So. Or, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember. That's the. Right. So, May 11th, 11th May 1971. Um, okay. It started raining. <laughs> oh, did it? Yeah, and I couldn't get back in. Okay. Hello there. You may take a seat. Uh, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. It's good to be back. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it started raining. I couldn't open the door. <laughs> okay, what's the question? Okay, um, former Taoiseach Sean Lamas died on what day? Date even. What date? Hmm. Shane, put your right finger on your nose, please. On your nose, on your nose. Michael, do you do the same? <laughs> May 11th, 1971. That is freaky. <laughs> <laughs> it works then. It works. Okay, that's, that's my... Right, that's it then. <laughs> that's it. Psychics, I've called. I, I used to respect you. I no longer respect you. You're called reading. That's brilliant. Well done. Thank you well very done. much. That uh, takes practice. You've done it for at least a month now. Yeah, yeah at least a month. <laughs> Hard work. Yeah, but still, like, there's no way. Like, uh, there's no way you could have heard us discuss that. Or, no, 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 it's outside. It's windy and raining. Yeah, yeah. I can just tell. Anyone that can guess why he does it can get him to do that. Yeah. Anyone who knows what I did there with the finger and the nose or what's going on. Finger and noses. Yeah. Uh, do you, do you, like, okay. Uh, I'd like to welcome Sorry. a new priest came to Castellan this week. What did he, where's yeah. Father McCartney gone? He's gone. Just gone? He's gone. He's removed. He's gone to the FLDS and Warren Jeffs is our new priest in Castletown. I welcome Warren. With open arms. With open arms. <laughs> A new way of life here in Castletown. I hope that we'll be giving him a warm reception. I think Mick could fit a few sister wives in here. Yeah. There's no podcast room. We've no podcast room, no. We'd have a few more editors. Yeah. People help with production. <laughs> the kids. Right, it's going to be an, a strange question, but okay. I'm going to say it anyway. Do you like is uh, telepathy related to cold reading? Telepathy. Telepathy. Yes, it is. Yes. Okay. Has cold reading changed how you see the world? No. 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 Maybe I'm cold reading you now. <laughs> it's more like lukewarm reading. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Wow. Okay. It's fascinating, Mark. I'm looking forward to see where it takes us. Yeah. We could go on the road with it. Yeah. yeah. Go to the main street. <laughs> we could read Darren. Or what's his name? Darren. The motorbike. Damien. 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 <laughs> <laughs> We're still not going to reveal our mystery motorbike man. Oh, yeah. I won't reveal his name. No way. Um, 
Oh, there was one coincidence I wanted to say, Mark. Um, there's something like, so I asked about telepathy there. Similpathy is mm. the feeling of pain at a distance. Have you heard of this before? No. No. So Bateman, this man who has actually studied coincidences, stood at a sink and he was uncontrollably choking of no cause. He, could, he hadn't taken a drink or anything. And it was at 11 o'clock in San Francisco. Mm. It turned out that his dad had died at 2 a.m. in Delaware, choking on blood in his throat. No way. Mm. Jesus. That's insane. That is a bit mad, like, you know. Has that ever has that experience ever come to you? No, but I, I have heard something similar before, I think. Mm. Something like that. Yeah. That's very interesting. Yeah. That could happen. Mm. Wow. Um but look, people like patterns and coincidences can be meaningful or meaningless. Uh, when Michael Jackson died, I was walking backwards when I heard him. <laughs> <laughs> Onwards. <laughs> oh, you're brilliant. You're brilliant. It's just, it's just great. It's such a tonic because... Uh, <laughs> tonic. Yeah, you're a tonic. I am the tonic water of you're this world. Ton- tonic water. <laughs> <laughs> not everybody's cup of tea yeah I think you've a bit, a bit of elderflower and botanicals in you who has anyone ever drank tonic water my grandmother Nan used to drink tonic water on its own yeah ew 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 <laughs> <laughs> it is isn't it why would you drink tonic water yeah. ew 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 <laughs> hey Shane's joined the tattoo club he has Shane has a tattoo yeah Right. And uh, what made you go for the third eye? Is it because of the cold rating experience with your brother Mark? <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. So, you just yeah. thought no, I need a bit of that on my arm. Yeah, I always just like the eye tattoo design, so mm. and I'm in the Illuminati, so yeah. oh, okay. that's yeah. Good, good, good. Um there's what other oh yeah coincidences how uh, the size of a sun or a moon appears identical on earth forcing eclipses I never thought of that but I came across that on the website the size of the sun or moon they're, the moon and the sun are the same size when we look at them from earth yeah they're they the same are. size but they're not actually I think so it's yeah. just due to distance the, mm. the moon is small and the sun is far away oh yes far far away yes um, in 1898, one Morgan Robinson released Futility, the wreck of the Titan, and it was about uh, a Titan ship, a ship called the Titan, and how it would sink, mm-hmm. and then the <gasps> Titanic, 12 years later. Wow. The author denied uh, <laughs> clairvoyant <laughs> oh, uh, right. power, powers, Yeah. He, but the book was about like the ra- largest ship in the world, but it was they didn't have enough light boats, and it was on the Atlantic. Jesus. Wow. Freaky. Yeah. Mm. Um, but it's, it, we have so many examples of it there was this man and he tried to he thought right I'm going to start collecting coincidences so he collected thousands of coincidences on a website up till the 23rd of May 2022 mm. and um, he closed down the website because the thing with coincidences is they're all so personal uh, mostly they relate to like uh, having something in common with someone that you meet or simultaneous occurs of events but Really, there's no way of um, there's no way of cataloging them, and really, we just have to let them be, let it all hang out, and that's it. We don't know what's going on. No, 
Have you ever seen look up the coincidences between uh, Abraham Lincoln and JFK? Uh, just ridiculous. Look it up, Google it, everyone is listening. Yeah, it's very, very fucking interesting. Like literally, I think it's nearly everything a hundred years apart and like oh. s- same names for like their secretaries and stuff and like the day they died and assassinations as well. It's just all good coincidence there. Uh, very, very unusual. Yeah. That's funny because you remember, I, I've never looked up the actual real one, but um, I have the Lincoln-Kennedy coincidences cool. here. Both Lincoln and Kennedy were concerned with civil rights. Lincoln was elected president in 1860, Kennedy in 1960. Both were slain on a Friday and in the presence of their wives. Both were shot from behind in the head. Their successors, both named Johnson, were Southern Democrats and were both in the Senate. Andrew Johnson was born in 1808 and Lyndon Johnson was born in 1908. John Wilkes Booth was born in 1839 and Lee Harvey Oswald was born in 1939. Booth and Oswald were, were Southerners favoring unpopular opinions. Both presidents' wives lost children through death while in the White House. Lincoln's secretary, whose name was Kennedy, advised him not to go to the theater. Kennedy's secretary, whose name was Lincoln, advised him not to go to Dallas. John Wilkes Booth shot Lincoln in a theater and ran to a warehouse. Lee Harvey Oswald shot Kennedy from a warehouse and ran to a theater. The names Lincoln and Kennedy each contain seven letters. The names Andrew Johnson and Lyndon Johnson both contain 13 letters. The names John Wilkes Booth and Lee Harvey Oswald each contain 15 letters. Both both assassins were killed before being brought to trial. Both Johnsons were opposed to re-election by men whose names start with G. Were opposed for re-election, sorry. That's very interesting. Yeah, the two assassins were both known by the triple barrel, anyway. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lyndon B. Johnson. Lyndon B. Johnson. <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> what a guy. There's good photos of Lyndon B. Johnson. Oh, really? Apparently he was a very intimidating man. Oh, He'd he wasn't... And over it in your face like that. Oh. He, I don't think he was really right for the Vietnam War. No. But sure, who was? <laughs> who was who was the right who was in the right there there you go on yeah. that note we've, rest our... in peace John McCain <laughs> good night we've, oh no Michael go on oh I was just going to say that was my shush shush quacky quacky rock. oh shush shush chucky ducky quack quack Pod's gotten a photo photo with Pod's gotten a photo with the Buffy guy you can do call reading but you can't get the words I can't do English Buff Egan and Podge were in a photo together. Podge yes. Dwyer and Podge gave the capiche. Sponsor Buff and Good night. Good night. God bless. We're going to the moon. <laughs>